Don't want you anymore 
Disco OG Jams on every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. by me, your host, Robert Wells. Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. The Hop on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Tune in. Live forever. And every day you have to give it all, you have to always go full steam, and you might get tired of living like this, but you have to do things this way. It might sound a little bit repetitive, to say the least, and that too might sound repetitive, but it is all true and necessary to live, and if you really want to live, there's certainly a difference between living and existing and growing and changing and learning and dieting and dumping and hollering and yelling and screaming and bursting and busting. You name it, he was doing it. This is WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. We, the American people, are enormously wealthy. You know that? Who owns all of those trees in the national forest? This is not a rhetorical question. We do. Who owns all of that offshore oil you read about in the newspaper, huh? We do. Who owns all of those minerals under the federal lands? We do. It's public property, you know. But we elect people to go to Washington. What have we gotten ourselves into now? They go to Washington, they lease off what we own, public property, to private companies to sell us back our own stuff for the sake of a greasy buck. That's dumb. Do you have an opinion? When is the last time you voiced it to your government? Government websites provide a ton of information on activities, proposed bills, voting records, and contact information. You can visit your Michigan senators at www.senate.gov, visit your district representatives at www.house.gov, visit the president and the cabinet at www.whitehouse.gov. 
Internet access is free at the Ann Arbor Public Library. You can find out what your government has been doing for you. The websites provide methods to send email, faxes, or letters to your representatives, and they do respond. Don't forget that your government works for you. You have the right and responsibility to stay informed and to express your concerns.
To Hello there, this is Stanley Cowell. Oh, there he's going to tell Arbor. And whenever I'm in this area, I always keep my dial turned to 88.3 WCBN FM, Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you do the same, you'll enjoy some of the best jazz around. listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, we are now going to, well, first of all, thanks Morgan for his past at least three hours of doing radio for you out there. Uh, now we're going to listen to the Living Writer Show, and we apologize for the late start here. Um, but we are going to be listening to a uh, pre-recorded Living Writer Show from July 4th of 2007. So enjoy. And uh, that's what's going to be going on for the next at least half hour. Stay tuned. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
Jason um, doing the fine engineering for us and um, and in the studio today I've got three living living writers um, Patrick and Sean and Lewis and we thought that we would get together and uh, read you the Declaration of Independence no I'm just kidding <laughs> um, welcome welcome gentlemen thanks T um, thank thanks for coming thanks T um, Hey, uh, Patrick, speak speak more into your mic because it's, a, it's okay. like a little... Okay. Um, <laughs> just to be bossy to kick things off, right? Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's your right to do it, T. It's your, it's your freedom. It's my freedom because we're in America? Yeah. Because someone came to America and... Um, yeah, how is... I wonder if that Neil Diamond song has been playing through everyone's mind all day. Like if it's a... It's, I'd say not mine. No. But, um, <laughs> but it was my favorite song uh, when I was in sixth grade. So oh, okay. it was it was good to hear it again. Yes, I bought it on vinyl. Yeah, good choice. Really, yeah. really, yeah. had it on vinyl. Was it the jazz singer, right? That was the movie. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Was it the um, the lyrics that drew it drew you, or was it the the thumping rhythm? No, it was just on the radio all the time. <laughs> <laughs> in in Ireland. Yes. Yeah, oh. it was a huge. Yeah, I remember it. It was a very big movie there. Yeah. Oh uh, well, in um, in in Atlanta, they have um, the Museum of yeah. Patriotism, and they have that. They have um, uh, um, a bunch of clips of people coming through Ellis Island, and they have that song. And it's actually when I first heard it, it made me laugh. My first, um, I was gonna, laugh, but then it was actually very moving. The pictures um, of all the people coming mm. coming yeah. through. Um, but anyway, it's the the Fourth of July, so we thought we'd gather together and. Um, and read some poems and other things, and people have emailed and sent some suggestions for songs, but um, why don't we kick off with, uh, Patrick, you wanna kick us off with a poem? Okay, I'll read a poem by Larry Levis uh, from The Dollmaker's Ghost. It's called To a, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not, uh, I haven't been practicing, but uh, To a Wall of Flame in a Steel Mill, Syracuse, New York, 1969. Except under the cool shadows of pines, the snow is already thawing along this road, such sun and wind. I think my father longed to disappear while driving through this place once in 1957. Beside him, my mother slept in a gray dress while his thoughts moved like the shadow of a cloud over houses. And he was seized suddenly by his own shyness, by his desire to be grass and simplified. Was it brought on by the road or the snow or the sky, with nothing in it? He kept sweating and wiping his face until it passed, and I never knew. But in the long journey away from my father, I took only his silences, his indifference to misfortune, rain, stones, music and grief. Now I can sleep beside this road if I have to, even while the stars pale and go out and it is day. 
And if I can keep secrets for years, the way a stone retains a warmth from the sun, it is because men like us own nothing, really. I remember once, in the steel mill where I worked, someone opened the door of the furnace, and I glanced in at the simple, quick and blank erasures the flames made of iron, of everything on earth. It was reverence I felt then, and did not know why. I do not know even now why my father lived out his one life, farming 200 acres of grey Malaga vines and peach trees twisted by winter. They lived, I think, because his hatred for the, of them was entire and wordless. I still think of him staring into this road 20 years ago, while his hands gripped the wheel harder, and his wish to be no one made his body tremble, like the touch of a woman he could not see, her fingers drifting up his spine in silence until his loneliness was perfect and she let him go her laughter turning into these sheets of black and glassy ice that dislodged themselves and ride slowly out onto the towing river oh thank you patrick that's it's really something whenever whenever a poem is read um in here i always just feel a bit speechless afterwards which is not the probably the best situation for radio um anyway well onward right yeah that was um, beautiful it was so so nicely read thank you patrick um sean what what did you bring what, what? um well i have some larry levis uh some whitman some would you like howard to nemirov how about a howard nemirov that, poem that sounds good yeah some some howard um who I guess was was the brother of Diane Arbus, which I didn't know until today. Someone told me this. Um, the photographer Diane Arbus. Um, they made an awful film about right the, the fur. Oh yeah, I think they did make an awful film about her um, recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Last fall. Well, they, yeah. Okay, here's the here's the poem. It's called. Um, it's in um, mostly rhyme tercets. It's called Ultima Ratio Reagan. The reason we do not learn from history is because we are not the people who learned last time. Because we are not the same people as them that fed our sons in honor to Vietnam and dropped the burning money on their trees. We know that we know better than they knew, and history will not blame us if once again the light at the end of the tunnel is the train. There's a little political poem there from, from Nemirov. Oh. That seemed um, freedom ba- uh, freedom oriented in some way, right? So um, the ability to uh, decide or not decide uh, what to remember, um, and the freedom to sort of uh, overlook things seemed uh, pertinent. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you also brought a short one by Basho, right? Yeah, there's a good. Here's a good poem by Basho that obviously was not written in the states, um, but has always sort of reminded me of. Um, I guess an American sense of longing, or sort of longing even uh, amidst some sort of sort of satisfaction. Um, it's a haiku, of course. Um, even in Kyoto, hearing the cuckoos cry, I long for Kyoto. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wonder, could you could you um, give us a little uh, demonstration of the cry? I don't know if I could. <laughs> I think it's it. Uh, no. no. No, not now. Maybe I, later, because we have. You I know, could work up to we it. Have Forty-five minutes. Yeah. So you know, there might be a cry that. I think it's tucked into one omitted. of one of the musical examples that we have. 
so the the listeners will be able to hear it. Oh, okay. In, in one of those. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking that the next song we'll play. How about is uh, we play the Woody Guthrie song? Does that sound good, gentlemen? That sounds uh, wonderful. This land is your land. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go with that, Jason. Oh, or you know what? We can keep talking for a little while because we're not quite, you know, at our <laughs> at our time. I guess I could say that um, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and uh, and uh, we we went to a baseball game yesterday. So, oh, here we go. took place in a small cafe in a time of war with Saddam Hussein. It was a true American sort of a place. They had a signed photograph of George Bush's face. Hanging up right next to the rebel flag. Equipped with a guarantee of authenticity. A misspelled word. Said, send celery yours, GW. Back in the corner was an old jukebox It only cost a dime, so I dug in my pocket I was in a weird mood, I thought, what the hell So I hooked it up with Patti LaBelle Talking about Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est soi Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est soi I didn't see many happy faces, though A couple of mean looks, really and I figured that like me, they too must have been upset with where the R&B industry had taken the music in the last three decades. And hearing the classic tune, Lady Marmalade on the jukebox, functioned merely as a painful reminder of the pathetic quality of today's so-called R&B as compared to the glory days of true rhythm and blues. Or maybe they were just pissed because I didn't play God Bless America for the 30th time in a row. But I sat right down in a little old booth I was hungry as a bear in a low-budget zoo The waitress asked, what'll it be, fella? I said, hot coffee, do you have French vanilla? She looked at me funny One of them, no you didn't, sort of stares She said, if you mean victory vanilla, then yes, we do Well, next I ordered a plate of French fries and French toast sticks on the side. I said, start me off with a bowl of French bread, and I don't like soup. I'll take salad instead. She asked, what kind of dressing do you want with that? I could tell it was an interrogation. I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, French on the side. But the waitress looked a little je ne sais quoi She couldn't speak, was in shock and awe She whispered to the cook quite smugly Lock the doors, this could get ugly I said, uh, what seems to be the trouble, ma'am? I don't want to offend anyone or sound un-American or anything I mean, if it bothers you so much Just, uh, go ahead and put the dressing right on top Well, the busboy run and grabbed the phone and he dialed up 911. The operator said, what's the trouble? Busboy said, we need help on the double. He said, we have a terrorist sitting in our store. The operator asked, are you for sure? 
The busboy screamed. He ordered freedom fries and liberty toast and justice bread and a salad with God bless America dressing on top. But he used the F word. The operator had to catch his breath. We'll send the squad team immediately. God help you all. Well, before I had a chance to explain, down the street the SWAT team came. They had Uzis, ride gear, hand grenades. They had choppers, canines, barricades. They had booby traps and landmines. They had rocket-propelled grenades. They brought napalm and biological weapons. They duct taped the windows shut. They had night goggles, even though it was right in the middle of the day. They had snipers in the no smoking section who were clearly violating the requirements of that section by holding smoking semi-automatic weapons. They located my position with outer space telescopes. They increased the national threat level to red, which just so happens to be the color of my hair. Coincidence? I don't think so. They received intelligence that I was harboring weapons of mass destruction in my shoes. Turned out it was just my socks. Then they brought in their secret weapon. Jack Sleep, Batman, oh, Jack Sleep. When I smelled the whiskey on his breath, I finally surrendered. Well, they hauled me down to the police station. They hogtied me like a pound of bacon. They threw me into a barbed-wired cellar. I was joined by two more hogtied fellers. Three little pigs. They gave us a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Well, the first guy looked like an upscale type, wore a black tuxedo, looked real nice. I asked him what they put you in here for. He said, I'm in the symphony. I play French horn. I think it was the tuba player that ratted me out. He walked in on me in the bathroom, sitting on the bidet, playing Frere Jacques. I was eating a croissant. Well, the other guy laying there was a teenage kid. I said, son, what was it you gone and did? He said, it's bad. I'm ashamed to say I threw my entire life away. I said, it's okay, son. You can tell us, hell, we're all outlaws. Bad men, menaces to society, communists, traitors, vigilantes. He said, okay, what I did was this. I gave my girl a big French kiss. I said, well, what's the matter with that? That don't sound all that bad. He said, there's more. Ah, uh, we French, I mean, uh, freedom kissed during the national anthem at a baseball game. And they caught us on the jumbotron. Me and the F-word horn player took two big-ass steps back. I said, kid, that is just sick. Completely un-American. Son, son, you never, ever waste a good ticket to a baseball game on a girl. Oh! 
Who wrote that line? Not me. I'm just a singer. Well, next they poured us full of truth serum, and I tried to resist, but it tastes like beer. And I like beer, and I like the truth too, so I couldn't see no harm in combining the two. Until I started telling them about all the bedwetting and pants pooping I'd done in my preteens. I even told them about my pent-up passion for Martha Stewart cookware, Martha Stewart gardening, holiday collections by Martha well, Stewart. Well, we're Martha fading Stewart out Jesus. there. That that wasn't, Martha you guys have probably guessed, that wasn't Woody Guthrie. This, this, um... Land is your land. That was Jake Speed from Cincinnati, and the song was um, sent sent in by Katie Hartsock and John Geltner um, over in Chicago. So thanks, guys, for that that great Jake Speed uh, number. Uh, uh, he's uh, always a rousing uh, uh, fellow from oh, Cincinnati. Um, so uh, other some other folks uh, from across. Uh, the country sent in <laughs> I make it sound really grand but uh, a few people this is as you can probably tell by listening to the show this has sort of been um, thrown together at the, the last moment um, in, in um with good intention, <laughs> and uh, and my friends are helping me out here today, reading poems, and some friends sent things about America. Um, Charlie McLeod actually um, he sent he said you got to read a James Wright poem. Autumn begins in Martin's Ferry, Ohio. Even if we are all post-industrial now. Um, so uh, and he also uh, suggested uh, the song um, "Fake Empire." Uh, by the National. Um, but here, here's that poem by James Wright. Autumn begins in Martin's Ferry, Ohio. In the Shreve High football stadium, I think of Polacks nursing long beers in Tiltonsville and gray faces of Negroes in the blast furnace at Benwood and the ruptured night watchmen of wheeling steel, dreaming of heroes. All the proud fathers are ashamed to go home their women cluck like starved pullets, dying for love. Therefore, their sons grow suicidally beautiful at the beginning of October and gallop terribly against each other's bodies. And Charlie McLeod has uh, a story coming out in the Gettysburg Review, so look for it in this autumn issue. Um, and Jason Breedle, who was uh, a guest here, a, a few weeks ago, he sent in a poem, uh, Capitalist Poem Number 5 by Campbell McGrath. I was at the 7-Eleven. I ate a burrito. I drank a Slurpee. I was tired. It was late. After work, washing dishes. The burrito was good. I had another. I did it every day for a week. I did it every day for a month. To cook a burrito, you tear off the plastic wrapper. You push button number three on the microwave. Burritos are large, small, or medium. Red or green chili peppers, beef or bean or both. There are 7-Elevens all across the nation. On the way out, I bought a quart of beer for a buck 39. I was aware of social injustice in only the vaguest possible way. I wonder if Jason Breedle is now eating a burrito to celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, and then we'll come back uh, to some more. Um, Patrick, would you uh, read a little bit of... Do you want to read Robert Lowell, or do you sure. want to read Howell? Or um, 
Let me read. Should I read Robert Lowell's poem? Yeah. Okay. Then maybe we'll after the break we'll um okay. we'll have some health. Okay. okay. Okay, this is uh, Memories of West Street and Lepke, which is from his book Life Studies, right? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. this is his first book of poems. Only teaching on Tuesdays, bookwarming in pyjama, fresh from the washer each morning. I, ho I hog a whole house on Boston's Harley passionate Marlborough Street, where even the man scavenging filth in the back alley trash cans has two children, a beach wagon, a helpmate, and is a young Republican. I have a nine-month daughter, young enough to be my granddaughter. Like the sun, she rises in her flame flamingo infant swear. These are the tranquilized fifties, and I am forty. Ought I to regret my seed time? I was a fire-breeding Catholic CEO and made my manic statement, telling off the state and president, and then sat waiting sentence in the bullpen beside a Negro boy with curlicues and marijuana in his hair. Given a year, I walked on the roof of the West Street Jail, a short enclosure like my school soccer court, and saw the Hudson River once a day. Through sooty clotheslines, entanglements, and bleaching khaki tenements, strolling, I yammered metaphysics with Abramowitz, a jaundice yellow, it's really tan, and flyweight pacifist, so vegetarian he wore rope shoes and preferred fallen fruit. He tried to convert Biff and Brown, the Hollywood pimps, to his diet. Hairy, muscular, suburban, wearing chocolate double-breasted suits. They blew their tops and beat him black and blue. I was so out of things. I'd never heard of the Jehovah Witnesses. Are you a CEO? I asked a fellow jailbird. No, he answered. I'm a JW. He taught me the hospital tuck and pointed out the t-shirted back of Murder Incorporated, Sarah Lepke. They're, pu they're piling towels on a rack, are dwaddling off to his, to his segregated cell full of things forbidden the common man, a portable radio, a dresser, two toy American flags tied together with a ribbon of Easter palm. Flabby, bald, lobotomized, he drifted in a sheepish calm where no agonizing reappraisals jarred his concentration on the electric chair, hanging like an oasis in his air of lost connections. Wow, this is um, tune in for a little holiday joy, right? <laughs> With the four of us here. Um, well, hope everybody is enjoying the 4th of July so far. Um, and you're listening to The Living Writers Show on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, Jason, let's give, uh, let's, let's try for This Land is Your Land by Woody Guthrie. All right, fingers crossed. This land is your land, and this land is my land, from the California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went a-walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley, this land was made for you and me. 
followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. All around me a voice was sounding, this land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, and the dust clouds rolling. The voice was chanting as the fog was lifting, this land was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, and the dust clouds rolling. Voice coming chanting and the fog was lifting. This land was made for you and me. Welcome back. You're listening to The Living Writers Show. Uh, today, Patrick and Sean and Lewis are joining me in the studio, and we've got Jason Engineering for us. Uh, that was Woody Guthrie's This Land Is Your Land. Such such a beautiful song. It's an amazing song. Yeah, yeah. it's still beautiful to hear it, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. It makes sense. We're, it's, it's, our, it's our aim to make people <laughs> cry today. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing? That's right, yeah. Um, but and and Sean, you were saying that. Oh yeah, I'd like to revise what I said earlier. I mean, I love Neil Diamond and Coming to America, but I remember that this is uh, Woody Guthrie was actually my favorite in sixth grade, and so maybe still is. There's some revisionist history there. Yeah, welcome to America. <laughs> and um, on that note, how about a little <clears throat> a little Walt Whitman? Yeah, for how us? about a little Walt Whitman because it stands up to time, and um, and the actual. <clears throat> underlying principles of the thing. So this uh, Whitman today goes out to our friend Scooter Libby, recently freed by the president from all consequences of <laughs> perjury to the U.S. Congress. Um, Stop this day and night with me and you shall possess the origin of all poems, Scooter Libby. You shall possess <laughs> the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of suns left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters and books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them for yourself. I have learned what the talkers were talking, the talk of the beginning and the end, but I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now, nor any more youth or age than there is now. There will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness opposite equals advance, always substance and increase, always a knit of identity, always distraction, always a breed of life. To elaborate, elaborate is no avail. Learned and unlearned feel that is it is so. 
sure as the most certain sure, plumb in the uprights, well entreated, braced in the beams, stout as a horse, affectionate, haughty, electrical, I in this mystery here we stand. Clear and sweet is my soul, and clear and sweet is all that is not my soul. There, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't not have Walt Whitman. Uh, thanks, Sean, for Welcome. for reading that, and and for de- the dedication was. Um, it seems apt. I would say it was my favorite part, but I don't want to diss Walt because <laughs> <laughs> I love Walt. Um, right. So, so now, um, Patrick, are you going to read a, read a poem for us? Okay. Do you want to set us up a little bit with what you're? Uh, this is a. a uh, by Philip Levine. It's from a, a book called What Work Is, which is uh, I think from 19, early 90s. He won a National Book Award. And as everyone knows, Levine's from Detroit. And uh, he was actually Larry Levis's teacher uh, in Fresno. He taught in, at Fresno State for years. But I'm going to, uh, he's a great uh, lover of jazz. And uh, there's a poem in here called Soloing, which is about Coltrane. And uh, and I think the, the, a mother. <laughs> so I'm going to read it. And my favorite song on the jazz singer is actually Love on the Rocks. Yeah, that, Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, that is a great <laughs> I love song. That. Love on the Rocks. <laughs> you know, no big surprise. <laughs> pour me a drink and I'll tell you my lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is Soloing by Philip Levine. <clears throat> my mother tells me she 